0: Hello, welcome to your friend Mike. Good morning. Alright, so in this episode we're talking about pretty much where I'm in my low to mid-twenties and I pretty much fuck up everything in my life. You know, I've, I've been in some trouble uh, up to this point, but nothing like what's about to happen. And um yeah, completely it was life-changing but I actually wouldn't take it back because I've learned a lot from it and you know I'm pretty happy with my life so um, it started with a stupid bar fight and it wasn't you know I can't go into all the details cuz I don't know all the legal rules or whatever the case is, what I can talk about, what I can't, Uh, but I was found guilty of third degree assault, and um, I broke his jaw and his eye socket, Uh, maybe not his eye socket, that was probably someone else, I can't remember, but um, anyways, I didn't have very many drinks that night, probably two, three drinks all night, and I was the designated driver home, so as we're you know, kind of throughout the, throughout the night, my friend Pat was kind of flirting with this chick and he was telling me, yeah, you know, this chick's been flirting with me, but her ex, her ex-boyfriend's here and she's afraid of him. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, no big deal. Whatever. Sounds like a normal situation to me in a small town. And, uh, as we're going out to the parking lot, Pat says, Hey Mike, you know, she doesn't want to go home with, with him. Will you bring her home? I say, Yeah, I'll bring her home. And I think that's all her ex heard was, Yeah, I'll bring her home. And he comes running over to me, and he, you know, what motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was pretty thin and scrawny at this point. You know, I had muscle, but I was just, I seemed like a lot smaller than him, so I was like, Oh shit and he was kind of he was a big hockey player in town and he run he runs up to me headbutts me in the face and i just react i hit him immediately pretty much after he headbutted me and then i hit him again as a, on his way down and he was knocked out unconscious and i i think i probably hit him one more time on the ground i don't know it happened so fast um just boom, 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 boom. And then that was it. Cops came. Hey, did you uh, did you hit them? Blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, I hit them. They're like, okay, let me see your hands. They took pictures of my knuckles. And they said, all right, have a good night. They they let me go. So I thought, okay, no trouble. Just a normal bar fight. Happen. Shit happens all the time, right? And then the next day, I'm hanging out in the town, and then all of a sudden, a cop approaches me in in uh, in the restaurant. He says, "Mike Bilster? I said, "Yep." He said, "Do you realize who you hit last night?" I said, "No, no idea." And uh, he's like, "Yeah, I would advise you to probably get out of town as fast as you can because there's about there's about twenty guys looking for you." And I'm I'm confused. I'm like, what? What do you mean, twenty guys? He's like, yeah. The the person you hit, uh, he his family owns pretty much a ton of things in town. You know, very wealthy family. And they said, you you better get out of town. There's a bunch of guys looking for you. Um, and it's just not safe to be in the town right now. I said, okay, whatever. So I pretty much. I think I left town, you know, probably two, three hours after that. I was a little bit pissed off. I was like, fuck that. I'm not leaving. I was like, ah, I better not get any more trouble. So I leave. I think that's the end of it. Three months later or two months later, I get something in the mail saying I'm being charged with third degree assault. And and then their family is kind of uh, interrogating Pat and like, you know, basically saying, oh, you better you better tell me the truth. Uh, I know that Mike jumped him and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I saw the whole thing. You know, he started it. Mike just reacted and um, et cetera. So I get the thing. Third degree assault. You have court. Okay, perfect. I have court. All right, what's that mean? So I'm freaking out a little bit. I go talk to a lawyer, and this guy guarantees that he can get me off because I was hit first. It was at a bar. Guarantees it, which probably lawyers can't guarantee, but (laughs) Uh, he said it's going to cost $12,000. He said, all right, just go talk to your parents, and, you know, Get back to me. You can give me a half down and then half half throughout the process. Little does he know my fucking parents aren't going to help me with shit. <laughs> and that's kind of the thing you run into when you, when you come from uh, like a crazy home, broken home, poverty, drug addicts, is that they're not going to help you. You know, you don't have any resources. What resources did I have? I had a job at a warehouse that made like 10 bucks an hour and there's no way that I'm going to be able to come up with that money. So I apply for a public uh, defender and this guy, I didn't know that they're hired by the county, they don't really give a shit and they just want to talk to the prosecutor and try to close the case as fast as possible. I said, uh, I didn't know that at the time. So i meeting with him. He's like, yeah, you just need to, you know, just take a plea agreement so you don't go to prison. I said, okay, sounds good. Let me take a plea agreement, you know, that, uh, that if I plead guilty, it will drop down to a gross misdemeanor instead of a felony, you know, after five years of probation or whatever. So, I then realized that you know the judge there's rumors that the judge knows the the kid's dad and they're they're good friends and I I ask my public defender you know they know each other we need to we need to move this to a different town you know this is not this is not a fair trial and he bring here's here's how it went He talked to the judge. Judge, uh, my defendant says that you know, um, I can't say the name so I got to be careful, but you know so-and-so and and, uh, he would like the trial to be moved. And he's like, that's not true. Uh, I know of him. That's it. And that's, that's literally all the further went. I said, okay, sounds good. <laughs> and, but I knew for sure that, you know, some of my friends have seen him playing golf with the kid's father. So this whole time I'm just thinking, oh man, I'm getting fucked. And then I've never actually been in, been in court or in this kind of trouble. So they're like, you know, how do you plead? And I said, uh, I don't know, I guess I have to ask this public defender, you know. I And I, I said, I did assault him, you know, but it was because he, he came at me and head-butted me, blah, blah, blah. And then the judge says, so you did hit him. I said, yeah, I hit him. I told the cop I hit him. I hit him twice or maybe three times. And this is just complete ignorance. I'm just a young kid, like telling the truth. Yeah, I beat the shit out of him, and he deserved it. And anyways, speed up to the trial. Oh, okay, found guilty, but we'll take a plea agreement that drops down to a gross, a gross misdemeanor. Misdemeanor. After you pay ten thousand dollars in, or a fifteen hundred dollar fine plus. Ten thousand dollars in restitution to uh, make up for the time he missed at work, his surgery because uh, he had to have emergency surgery that night, and and uh, you know whatever other court fees, and one hundred and twenty days in jail. So I was like, oh fuck! I just realized I got I got fucked, and I'm going to jail. And they said, "Would you like to start your sentence right now, or would you like to go get your things together?" I was like, "Yeah, give me a couple days, get my things together." So I gather up all my stuff, get my things together, uh, give my car away uh, to the uh, to my daughter's uncle. You know, here, take the car. I I don't need it. I'll be gone for a while. Blah 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 and then i'm just feeling like a piece of shit like i already felt not good enough because i i'm not seeing my daughter as much as i want to and you know just all kinds of things but anyways time for jail so there i am driving up to the little town to go to jail and those doors close behind me and just a completely different world, like I thought I hung out with you know degenerates before that <laughs> uh but these this is a whole new level, so you know at this point, I'm kind of I think I was going to school to be a personal trainer, so I'm like, okay, maybe I could study in here, oh on top of that, I had a broken foot, I shattered my foot my whole every. Every bone in my foot was just healing up. I barely could walk. I was like walking like a limp. And uh, I don't want to tell anybody I had a broken foot, but I did. So I was trying to, you know, play it cool like there's nothing wrong with me in case someone wants to start some shit. And, man, in this, place, this place actually wasn't bad. But I heard I was being transferred to a different place. And, of course, the grass is greener on the other side. I'm asking people that have been in jail their whole lives. They're like, oh, yeah, the other town is awesome. And so after about a month, I leave this place, and I go to this other little town. So they put me in the handcuffs. They put me in the car for for transport, and they bring me about 20 20 minutes to this other little town, and it's a complete shithole. Not only that, I got to I have a roommate now instead of like before it was kinda of like dorms where everyone just had a cot and now I have a roommate. And apparently this guy smashed his whole family, I mean killed the whole family with a hammer when he was high in meth for three weeks. And it was a big it was a big uh, media frenzy and they sandblasted all the windows so that nobody could see out. And this is like in June. So, I, no sun, no sun at all in this place. There's no exercise room, and literally lunch was two sandwiches, one piece of meat, and no bread, no butter, no nothing, on a napkin, and then served with a little tiny, a little tiny juice that you peel the tin foil off the top. So the grass is not greener on the other side. I'm just thinking, holy shit, how am I gonna make it out of here? And, you know, my family doesn't come see me. No one puts any money on my books, you know, so I can get some little extra food. Instead, I just, there I am. No books, no nothing. Just fucking suffering, hanging out with these guys. And the weird part is is that, you know, when you're in the maximum security with the murderers, you know, there's a point where you're talking to them and they seem so Normal. Like, how's this guy capable of smashing everybody with a hammer? Well, I guess when you don't fucking sleep for three weeks, you probably could be possible of a lot of shit you're not proud of. But anyways, I was ready to whoop this guy's ass at any point because he's so dumb and loud and just I'm I'm just thinking I don't wanna I don't wanna extend my stay in this bitch. <laughs> uh so I gotta be good. So I'm like sucking up to the guards and the guards are starting to treat me a little nicer. So they let me go to this other room and do some workout stuff. There's nothing in there. It's just a room (laughs) where I can do push-ups and stuff. Uh, but I did develop a routine. I wanted the, I got up at, uh, 5am every morning because it's nice and quiet. I can, there's this little TV in a metal box. I can turn that on and watch what I want instead of what, you know, during the rest of the, the days, all the retards are running running the TV and, you know, watching stupid shit, and I started to save one of my sandwiches at lunch for nighttime when I was starving. Um, anyways, some uh, somewhere along that point, I made a decision that either, you know, either this time can decide you know, what I'm going to do, or I'm going to decide what I do at the time. So I requested to get some of my personal training books sent, uh, you know, up to the jail, and they reached out to the college, and they sent the book that I'm supposed to study. So I, I, you know, I learned all this stuff. I pretty much learned everything I needed to learn to pass the test when I got out because all I wanted to do was not hang out with these guys so if I had a, a a school book, they would allow me to go to this different room, kinda like uh like a little, you know, like in school you have those little half cubicle things you study in sometimes where like there's two big walls on each side of you so there's no distractions. So I started doing that every day, just as long as possible. And finally I I get out of jail. And my girlfriend at the time, uh, who was cheating on me the whole time. But whatever, she came and picked me up. Uh, one of my friends, Derek, picked me up, and now I'm on house. Now I'm on house arrest for another two months. Oh man, your life can change for so fast. Some kid gets in your face, you hit him. Next thing you know, your fucking life is just in shambles. And I just feel like a real piece of shit. But I'm out, so. Uh, during those two months, I started looking for a job. Actually, my friend Derek let me stay with him for a little bit. Uh, and I didn't know what was about to happen because all of a sudden, your life gets a lot harder, right? I, I apply for an apartment. Can't get, I can't get a freaking apartment anyways because I'm on probation for five years. And when you have a crime of violence that's a felony, You know, it's not the easiest to find a house when you have nobody that – cosign for you because your parents don't have their shit together or they don't give a fuck. Now all of a sudden you can't you can't get into a place. Oh not only that you try to get a job. Have you been convicted of a felony? Yes. So all of a sudden like all the odds are stacked against me. And you know I feel for people that that have all the odds stacked against them like that because you know it took forever to fight my way out of that, and I couldn't get on an apartment lease. I had to, like, figure it out, and think about it. At this time, it's like 2004. The Internet sucks. The Internet is horrible. You barely can even get on it, and, you know, now I could go on, like, I don't know, probably some roommate site, Craigslist, something, Instead, I'm picking up newspapers and like trying to figure out, you know, where I'm going to live because Derek is going to the military. But my friend Katie, you know, she was still there and we tried the date for a little bit, but it just didn't work out because we're like, we're kind of like brother and sister. And, you know, thank God for her because she, she really uh, encouraged me to take a job that I had no confidence in sales job, no, uh, <laughs> no experience necessary blah 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 I'm selling cars I didn't want to do it but she's like oh you could do it you could do it you could do it here I'll I'll buy you uh you know I'll buy you a couple of ties a couple of shirts a couple of pairs of pants uh and there it is went to the interview I got selected but they hired like 20 people at the same time uh, and it worked out but You know, there's some life-changing moments coming up in my life again, and um, tune in next time, guys. Uh, I'm going to go over some, really, the moment that changed my life. Some of you guys might already know it, Um, but I got to thank Katie. You know, if it wasn't for Katie, my friend Katie at that point, who knows what the hell? The odds were completely stacked against me. It's not like I had a super negative attitude or anything, or, or, or I was lazy. I worked my ass off whatever I did, but man, you can't get a house. You can't, you can't get a job like it's sold. It's tough. So if you're, if you're going through something like that, guys, I understand that the odds are stacked against you, but guess what? The odds aren't going to get any better by you just crumbling and making that an excuse. And at that point, I kind of complained. I made it, I made an excuse Um, and I just got lucky. But if you're going through that same situation right now, keep your head up. Uh, no one's going to solve the problem for you. You just got to keep going. And you have the internet nowadays. I mean, go to roommates.com or some shit, figure it out. But I know it's hard. All right. I'm out of here. Love you guys. Go to the art of growth on Facebook. Review this podcast on iTunes. It needs to grow. Some lesson in here somewhere could save someone's life at some point. So share it with one friend. See ya.